you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, Episode 1. Why changing the conversations in your home is a total game changer. So the big question is this, how do parents like us know that we aren't messing up the biggest role of our lives, especially when we happen to have a strong-willed child that's constantly pushing our buttons? We've all heard that kids don't come with a manual. So how can we know for sure that we're saying the right things or that we're getting this parenting thing right? Well, on this podcast for parents of toddlers to teens, we'll be giving you real tools you can use right away so that your kids will feel like they can talk to you about absolutely anything and everything. My name is Randy Rubenstein and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. Hi, you guys. This is Randy. Welcome to episode one of the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. This is the inaugural episode. And today I am going to talk to you about changing the conversations in your home and why I believe it's a total game changer. And uh, I thought about going into my whole backstory so that you're going to fully be able to understand why I'm so passionate about changing the combos in your home. Uh, and why I felt like I wanted to start a podcast about this. But I think I'm just going to weave my story into this first season of podcasts because, I don't know, it felt a little graspy. Like, let me sell you on why you should listen to me or why I'm qualified to talk to you to make this episode all about me and what my history is and what my expertise is. So I thought it would just be better for me to kind of teach you through story, which is really what I love to do. And I think it's the way people generally like to learn anyway. And then, you know, you can listen and decide for yourself if you want to keep listening, which is what you would do anyway. So there's that. Um, As you continue to listen to this first season of the podcast, trust me, you're going to get plenty of my story because like I said, I teach through story and I like to talk about the stories in my own life, the stories in my clients' lives, which Of course, I would never use any names, but I will use the names of my kids, and I've gotten permission to do so, just in case you guys are wondering, but I am a mom in the trenches. I'm a parenting coach. I have been a parenting educator for, oh, probably about 12 years, and my oldest child is now 20. He's in college, and I've got a 16-year-old daughter, and I've also got a sixth-grade son who just turned 12. 
So a few things that I'm going to cover today are why I named my book The Parent Gap and what the heck it means and why if you have a strong-willed kid, you're going to want to listen up and that and you'll realize very quickly that you've come to the right conversation. I'm also going to talk about what I mean by changing the conversations in our homes and why it's a total game changer, especially if you have a challenging kiddo. And even if you don't, I just want you to know that everything I teach, yes, the way I've come up with my methodology and the recipe for how I've raised my kids and how I've taught lots of other parents uh, to change the conversations in their homes, why it really came from having a challenging kid, but it's just a better conversation for all kids and all people. So this is not just for parents of challenging kids. It just so happens that it's it's something that speaks directly to kids that are challenging, but it feels better for everyone. So um, and it's and and everything I teach is communication. It's these are tools that you're going to take into every relationship in your life. So. Okay, so those are the logistics, and uh, let me tell you a story, a story that just came to me in the last couple of days. So I have a client, and uh, she's what I call my, she's one of my VIP clients, and so she has a lot of access to me, and I set my VIP clients up on a app called Voxer, and it's kind of like this very cool walkie-talkie app where we can kind of talk back and forth to each other and I can give her really specific advice and recommendations and my thoughts about whatever it is that she's dealing with in her home. So she sent me some videos of her six-year-old son and he happens to be a strong-willed kid and she worries daily that she's going to get that call from school. So for anybody that has a strong-willed child, you know that call that you're dreading from school. So recently, he got sent to the office for, this is just an example, for calling the girls penis heads. And, um, which, you know, I mean, he's six. And so it was a very big deal to her. He got, he called the girls penis heads and he got sent to the office and she got the call. And he's also been going through some diagnostic testing. And of course, like everyone else under the sun, me included. She has a kid that got diagnosed with ADHD. And so, so anyway, so fast forward, she sends me, uh, she sends me a video of him destroying his room. And so he was going through his room and he wasn't necessarily like raging out of control, but he was muttering under his breath and he was like super pissed off. And he's just like going through his phone. I mean, going through his room uh, just kind of like, you know, ranting and raving a little bit and throwing things off the counter and dumping Legos on the floor and dumping out his drawers and kind of clearing off countertops. And the deal is, is that he was pissed because she wouldn't let him play on her phone. And recently she changed the rules in her household. He kind of had unlimited technology in the form of he could like ask for her phone anytime he wanted it and she would let him play, you know, play games or watch Netflix. And she said, you know, we're not going to be doing that anymore. We're tightening up the rules around technology. Too much technology isn't healthy for your brain. And, um, 
I kind of went over the script with her on that and and she explained to him that just too much technology is kind of like eating too much dessert. Like just not healthy for your brain, just like too much dessert's not healthy for your body. So he wanted to play on her phone. And he she said no. I guess he had already had his allotted technology time for the day. So he's doing it and she's sort of telling him in the video to stop and she's pointing out how his behavior is unacceptable. And she, and her voice is like that. Do y'all remember on Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory where he's like, no, stop, don't stop. Like when, uh, Violet is, um, eating the, you know, eating the, the, whatever she wasn't supposed to be. She's chewing the gum and she's eating it. And she's like, Hmm, now it tastes like, and he's like, no, stop, please don't. So she's got that affect in her voice. And she's sort of like attempting to reason with him in this very no affect type tone. And the kid keeps sort of getting more intense. And so she sends it to me because I think she wanted to show me how her kid is different and how the stuff that she's been learning and, um, and the parenting tools, they just simply won't work on her kid. And she thought, she really thought she was executing the tools that she's learned because she was proud of herself for not yelling and speaking to him in like this super reasonable tone, like that's not okay, that's not acceptable, and um, and so a yes improvement that she's not losing her cool and and you know screaming at him, but this is really why I'm telling this story and bringing it up in the first podcast is because I don't want to talk about changing the conversation in an unrealistic way, so. I want you guys to know what's really involved in like the tools that I teach, conscious parenting, positive parenting, mindful parenting. These are all kind of buzz terms that are out there in the parenting world these days. And they're all, they all stand, and for me included in everything I've always taught, they all stand for changing the conversation, right? And it's about dropping the old school fear and punishment model that pretty much everyone I know was raised with, including myself, and changing the conversation in our home to one that's actually a conversation and not just all about lecturing your kids and telling them what they should do and then punishing them and having them not learn any, (laughs) you know, it's like Groundhog Day. They just keep repeating the patterns. All those old school models, they don't change and alter future behavior. All they do is sometimes just shut it down in the moment. And so it provides a band-aid, but it doesn't really change things for the future. So I want y'all to understand what's really involved in the real life situations when you have a, a raging kid. Because when your tone sounds like Wonka's with your raging kid, that kid is just going to end up raging more. And that's what I saw in these videos was the more she was like, no, stop, don't. That's unacceptable. Don't do that. No, that you can't do that. That's You're going to have to clean this up later. All right. So he absolutely just started kind of getting more intense and more intense and more intense because when you have a kid that is out of control, basically what that means is that their nervous system isn't regulated in those moments. So in those moments, he needs his mom 
to be the assertive pack leader, as I like to call it, and to help him feel grounded, to help him re-regulate his system. So fluffy language or conversation that lacks any intensity, right? Like that tone, it doesn't help him to become more regulated. He needs a firmer, more assertive tone. Now, that doesn't mean he needs the aggressive tone, which is where we typically go, where we start yelling. That's just going to cause him to be even more unregulated. But he needs grounding in that moment, and there's some real ways to to help facilitate that. So this little boy in these videos, he was literally, I saw it, he was like such a normal boy. And that's what I said back to her after I got these was, the good news is, is that your child is normal. And I did not see anything abnormal here. And what I want to explain to you what was going on for him. He just needed help becoming more regulated. And, and, you know, I've, I've listened to a lot of of other parenting experts out there uh, who really try to model these mindful or positive parenting practices. And the problem is, is that when things are in the real life moments, when you're in the trenches and you have a kid that is unregulated and you're, and you're using this kind of soft, fluffy voice and telling them to um, take a deep breath and you're doing right it's not going to work. It's just like there's this meme that I love that's like in the history of calming down. Nobody's ever calmed down by being told to calm down. Like think about it. When you're really feeling unregulated and out of control and somebody shows up and they are telling you how to behave and they're using this like really soft voice, it doesn't regulate you. All it does is make you kind of want to punch them in the face. So for this little boy, right, he was used to a pattern where he acts out and then he gets a screen to help him re-regulate because every time, there's science behind this, you guys, every time you look at a screen, you get a little dopamine hit. And this little boy is screen addicted, as many of us are. It's like when you when when you make a post on Facebook and then you get a little notification that somebody's liked it or somebody's commented and it's just like almost impossible not to click on the Facebook button and and see that because you're getting a little dopamine hit and they've done studies where it the brain literally looks the same as if you you were on cocaine um, or some hard drug, like you get this intense dopamine hit every time you look at a screen. So this little boy was really used to a pattern where he, every time he was feeling deregulated, he would act out and then he would get a screen and it would help him to get a dopamine hit and that would help his body to feel better. And so he's used to that pattern. He was used to getting his drug. And it's just like when somebody's an addict and they they steal from people they love or they act out towards people they love um, because they'll do anything to get the drug. Well, that's exactly what this little boy was doing. Like his mom, he's six. His mom is the light of his life. All he wants. And at the end of it, it was funny 
he even said, I just want a whole day where we spend the whole day together, just me and you the whole day together. Like once he had kind of like the end of his rage, he felt really bad and the whole room was just a total wreck. He told her, like, I just want time with you the whole day. So it's not like he was acting out because he hates her. He was just acting out because he was he was doing what he's used to doing to get his drug of choice to help his body feel better. So so that's the thing is that I heard recently that I was actually reading a business book and it it was talking about how parenting is a lot they were saying this business book, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about how it's a lot like parenting. Parenting is adopting a set of rules, repeating them often, and then being consistent with following through without losing it. So you adopt a set of rules. Like let's say you have rules around technology and you have rules around bedtime. You have rules around eating. You have rules around a no violence policy. You, you have, you, you establish a set of rules and then you repeat them often and then you follow through consistently making sure the rules are followed. That's what it is for our kids. So in the case with this kid, my recommendation would have been for her to just leave his room instead of staying there while he raged and say to him, you're out of control. When you're calm, come find me and we'll talk. So do you hear I'm saying this? I'm not saying that with no affect. I'm saying it in a firm, assertive voice. You are out of control. When you're calm, come find me and we'll talk. That's the message we want to send our kids. We're civilized people. We can talk and figure out anything. But when you're out of control, there's no talking. There's no talking to be done. You come find me when, when, you're, when you're calm and you're ready to talk. You'll know where to find me. She wasn't stopping the rage anyway. So standing there and watching it just made her kind of feel powerless. So the chances are is that if she handled it that way, when you're calm, come find me and we'll talk, he probably would have followed her, badgered her, and continued to act out in the ways that had gotten him screen time in the past. And what she would have needed to do is consistently follow through. You know the tech rules. Too much screen time is unhealthy for your brain. I love you too much to give in on that. You're dumb for technology for the day. There is no more technology. There is no more screen time. Stay in your room when you're calm. You're welcome to come out. So you got to weather the storm without caving or losing it. That's following through. That's the consistency. And you have to remind yourself that you're disrupting a pattern that you helped to create, right? You didn't do it on purpose. But if you think about something like this situation, like she could think about it, like this is a heroin addiction. Like, would you cave if your kid was addicted to drugs? No. So in those moments, you got to talk yourself off the ledge. This is the mastering your mind right? As parents, mastermind parenting, we are mastering our own minds. We're taking deep breaths. We're calming our stress hormones. And we're saying firmly and assertively, look, you're out of control. This is not okay. When you're calm, we'll talk about this situation, period, enough, unacceptable, not okay. We're stating those rules for the, that out-of-control behavior. We're responding to the out-of-control behavior, but we're not reacting by totally lo losing it. That's how you show up assertively. That's 
how you're the firm pack leader, right? That's how you give off that kind of energy that helps your kids to feel grounded in the world. So you're not going to sound like you're about to lead a meditation class like a lot of these parenting experts sound. No person responds to that when they are feeling some sort of intense emotion in their body. All that does is make a person rage more because they sense that it's a fake calm voice. They know we're about to lose it, right? And when we lose it, we match their vibration. We match their intensity. So there is something that they get from us losing it. And then we lose it and we're the parent that we never wanted to be. And then we feel guilty later. And that's how we get into that old conversation that ends up just being like we're on opposing teams and it's all about punishment. You know, another thing in this situation is over and over again, she needs to state when she's not in non-relevant moments, her kid needs to be reminded technology is a luxury, not a necessity. And that is the deal. You talk about it when in the non-relevant moments and the script over and over again is too much technology is unhealthy for your brain. I love you too much. Too much, you know, junk food is unhealthy for your body. I love you too much. You follow through consistently. I pretty much just described what the parent gap is, okay? So the parent gap, which is the name of my book, is there's this gap as parents that we find ourselves in quite often, and it's the gap between the parent we want to be and the parent we currently are during all of these button-pushing moments that happen in our, in our lives with kids when they are experiencing big emotions and they're having a hard time regulating their bodies. So, you know, she was, she was cool in the moment and she was kind of, you know, she had that Wonka voice, but she wasn't losing it. And my hunch is, is that she probably wasn't losing it because she was filming it and um, trying to prove that her kid was different and she knew that she was going to be sending it to me. But closing the parent gap for her and for all of us, would be mastering her own mind by telling herself, we're just disrupting a pattern here, right? And she has to stay calm in that moment by managing her mind by saying, like, this is going to be hard before it's going to be easy. We're disrupting a pattern. We're disrupting a pattern. It's not a walk in the park, you guys. Consistency without losing your cool is freaking hard. But you go through the hard to get to the easy because the easy is when you have a home where you know you can deal with the hard stuff and you can talk about anything in a civilized way. You don't have to resort to bribing, threatening, or punishing to get your kids to be cooperative. You adopt a basic set of rules for your household that makes sense to you and then you communicate that to your family team. You remind everyone that you're a team. You remind everyone that your job is to keep everyone safe and healthy. You remind everyone that calm people solve problems. And when we're calm, we can talk about anything. And when we're out of control, we're tabling it for a later time when we're calm. You repeat this over and over again. And then you follow through consistently without freaking out. You respond instead of react. The more you practice it, the more it will become second nature. And then your kids know what to expect, and that helps them to feel 
grounded in the world. This is, this is the work. This is it. So when I refer to changing the conversations, basically this is what I teach, a tangible way to communicate using right assertive pack leadership combined with a lot of empathy. And in the course of this podcast, I'm going to teach you guys how to have this empathic approach to communication with your kids. And it's not permissive parenting and it's not authoritative parenting. It's not lectures. It's a civilized conversation where you can truly talk about anything in the world with your kids. I'm going to teach you everything I know. And my goal is for you guys to be able to listen to this podcast and to feel inspired that you absolutely know how to do it and how to practice this in your own home. So that's episode one. If you enjoyed it, make sure to subscribe to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. And if you want to go above and beyond because that's the kind of person you want to be, then I love you for that. So give me a review and a five-star rating would be awesome. And uh, that's pretty much it. I'll be looking forward to talking to you guys again next week. And I hope you have an amazing week and we will have our next conversation soon. Bye now. At Mastermind Parenting, we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. And if this sounds like something you want to learn more about, then I have a gift for you. You can grab a copy of my best-selling book, The Parent Gap. It's my signature recipe for raising confident and kind kids, even if you have a strong-willed one. So go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash book to get your free copy mailed directly to your doorstep.